What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, episode 22 of Keep It 111. Yes, sir. My name is Andy, and he is Sanha. Uh, Sanha, how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing great. Great. It's good to hear. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of topics to get through. Let's uh, try to move through these one at a time. We're going to first start off with uh, baseball. Playoffs actually started, and keep in mind, right, of course, we didn't have an episode last week, so actually, this is the first episode that we're going to have where we can actually talk about the playoffs, and so give you a quick uh, rundown of what happened in the wild card and what we have on deck for the division series, and then we'll move on, talk about the NFL, as always, every week, uh, coming at you with power rankings every week and a brief report, and then we'll talk a little bit about soccer some headline news, and of course, we're back in action. All leagues are playing, Champions League included, and we'll catch you guys up with all of that action. And then, finally, end off with the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA in a while, mm. and we are back with a season preview. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we can expect this season, because the season is starting in just a week. Without further ado, let's get started, Sanha, with... Some baseball. Sure. Baseball, October baseball is back. Uh, this is usually, I mean, personally for me, this is the baseball where like I can actually like sit down and focus for yeah. like three hours yeah. and really assess what's going on. Uh, harder to do that, of course, in a regular season game. But now, you know, you could see like up to like nine pitchers, like 10 pitchers a game. Like it's crazy. They mm. will really, these teams will unload uh, the entire arsenal to try to get the W every single night. And so that's always good to see. The wild card series have started and ended. Um, we had some expected outcomes and we had some unexpected ones. And we'll walk you through all those. Um, starting with the National League. Uh, Phillies versus Cardinals. I think most people would have picked the Cardinals uh, for good reason. They have in, They have an insanely... Stout offensive lineup, uh, Arenado, Goldschmidt. Uh, those are MVP caliber players. Albert Pujols having a rejuvenation, right? And Yadier Molina is always going to have an impact on the team. Tommy Edmond is a very good player as well. And so they have a lot of um, tools on that team that I think, you know, you know, Corey Dickerson as well, I should, I should mention, the former Toronto Blue Jay. Shout out to Corey. Um, <laughs> they have a very good lineup. But their problem has been, you know, their pitching is good. But the thing is, is once you get to the postseason, once you're playing with the big boys, good pitching is not enough. You need great pitching. And they did not have that, unfortunately. The Phillies, on the other hand, they also have a decent lineup. You know, of course, we know the big names. We know Bryce Harper. We know uh, JT Real Muto. We know Reese Hoskins, right? Even you, you guys could even put Nick Castellanos as he hits a home run into left field. Um, you, you could put him uh, in there as well. But the problem with them is that they always had this unbalanced starting, um, you know, pitching rotation, mm -hmm. right? And so they have, you know, they have Nola, they have, um, who, who's their other guy again? I think, I, I think, uh, Wheeler. Wheeler and Nola is like, they're, that's kind of their go-to guys, right? Sure. And after that, their starting lineup kind of just falls apart. Yeah. But... 
they're in luck because in the wild card you only have to get two wins. <laughs> and True. so <laughs> and so I mean what that means is you know you're kind of chill it and that's kind of what happened. <laughs> they just they just put out their shutdown guys and they won two games. Um the problem is is now they have to play the Braves. They very just barely managed to squeak game one, which is actually still very impressive. Yeah, by one run. Today. Still impressive. Right, but the theory is that now you get into this series after having expended your two starters and you got a cool down time on them. Right. Now like you're vulnerable. Like basically um, the Braves that... really should have won this game. This is right. not a good sign for them. Because they should be winning like, you know, at least two out of the first three games. Like, if I'm a Braves fan, if I don't win two out of the first three, I'm very nervous, right? Um, and so, uh, the Phillies-Cardinals, for me, like, actually not that surprising. Um, because, again, like, yeah, all you need to win a wildcard series is two really good starting pitchers and a good lineup, and you will win. I mean, that has no guarantee on your success after that, but you won the wildcard series. Congratulations. Um, now enjoy playing the Braves. Uh, the, uh, and then you have the other uh, wildcard series, Padres versus Mets. Now, again, everybody probably is going to take a 100-win team in a wildcard series, you know, and nobody's going to call you crazy for that, and I certainly wouldn't have called you crazy for that. The problem is, is, Sana, we're talking about the Mets here. <laughs> we are. We're talking, about, we're talking about the Mets. We are talking and, about the Mets. I mean, it, it, in case you haven't forgotten, you know, this is a Mets team that did, that found the only losing condition to make them lose the division, which is to get swept by the Braves in a three-game series. A pivotal three-game series where two out of those three games, they had Scherzer and DeGrom. So a decisive series, they get to play their two go-to guys, and Bassett, who follows after them, is no slouch either. And so... They go into the Braves series playing their best guys. They should be able to win at least one of those. You have to. If you're a 100-win team that's worth your salt, you need to be able to win at least one game out of three. Yeah. Against any given opposition. Yeah. You should not be losing three games in a row to anybody yeah. if you have 100 wins. That's ridiculous. And they managed to do that. <laughs> and they ruin, they foil our plans to have oh. a, you know, have a fun night at the Braves game. This car's you know, team. This past weekend. And... You know, and, and, I, and I said, I hope they lose to the Padres. They really deserve it because the effort that they put in in that series against the Braves was pitiful. And what happens? They get bounced. They, ho they host the Padres and they get fucking bounced. Scherzer absolutely rocked. And by who? His former teammate, Josh Bell, who comes yes, over sir. from the Washington Nationals. The trade you target. Know, oh my. We, were, we were talking about the guy at the deadline, and mm -hmm. he was very quiet because, you know, truth be told, he was not having a good, you know, neither was Soto. He, he was, he's still not, like, you know, yeah, yeah. fully awakened from his slumber. But Josh Bell, push comes to shove, he, he hits, you know, he hits a two-run homer, game one, like, silences the Mets crowd, first inning. They jump out to a two nothing series, and you knew when, and that actually ended up being all they needed to win that entire that whole game. By the way, sure. but after that whole run, you could tell something was different. Scherzer did not have his stuff that, and he was getting absolutely rocked, and Ching. so he gets bounced. 
Okay, you put in your next best guy. Uh, you put in your next best guy, um, uh, Degrom, and okay, he wins you a game. He should, but at the end of the day, man, the Padres, Kim Ha Sung, the boy, man. Manny Machado, Juan Soto. This this lineup, like, is honestly like it's. I think their their win record actually in the regular season, which was how many wins. They only have like 89. I think that's an understatement to how good this team actually is. Okay. They're definitely like a mid-90s win team. They are not a team that like, you know, anybody should have been calling the Mets an overwhelming favorite of. Yeah, you know, yeah. Regardless sure. of them being the Mets, yeah, of course, yeah. you know. Like, it, like, that aside. But in any case, Padres move on. Phillies move on. Padres are going to be playing the Dodgers, uh, which is going to be a battle of California in the division series. And then... The Phillies are going to be playing the Braves, and they won their first game. Um, let's first talk about the American League wildcard series before we go on to any projections. Um, first, start off with the Rays Guardians. Probably like the least talked about series of the four, but in its way, it was. A, it, I I thought it would be a very even matchup. Rays definitely the worst team on paper, but they're the Rays in the postseason. That means that they get a buff. They. <laughs> They just get a buff. <laughs> the Rays just, um, they, they have an item, basically, a, a battle item coming into every single postseason. And mm-hmm. so you can never count those guys out. The Guardians have a really good lineup. Of course, um, Jose Ramirez is the big name that they were able to re-sign. The dude is a monster. Um, he just collects hits like, I, I don't know. like he, he wasn't like the hit leader in the American League, but I'm sure he was up there. Uh, Jose Ramirez. Um, Oscar Gonzalez also had a great season. Stephen Kwan, breakout rookie, also. Um, so, you know, it was going to be a close series. And again, the Rays, I think they have kind of like the Phillies. They have some really good high-end talent in the uh, front end of the rotation. They have McClanahan, of course, who was the all-star starting game pitcher. And he ended up having a great game. Every single pitcher had a great game in this series. I mean, in the first game. Guardians barely win a pitcher's duel 2-1. And then in the second game, the game goes to freaking 15 innings without anybody scoring. 0-0. Zero, zero. No, and, and then the Guardians uh, and the Guardians came home with it. The Guardians only had to score three runs to win a wild card series. I mean, yeah. The problem is, is that in, amidst all of this, the weak link was and you know, always had been coming into the series, the Tampa Bay Rays starting lineup uh, for uh, their hitters because they have a Rosarena hitting third. I mean, I, I don't really have to say that much. I mean, I, I like a Rosarena. He's a great player, but if he's your number three hitter, it's you're probably not the most talented lineup. <laughs> and it really showed. They they really struggled to find any kind of offense coming out of that lineup. Um, moving on to uh, the Mariners and the Jays. So Mariners and Jays, I think most people would have been calling the Blue Jays favorites. Um, the home field advantage of playing in Rogers Centers uh, was going to be a very big factor no matter how you slice it. Right. Uh, but the fact is the Mariners had, you know, a very potent lineup coming into it. They, you know, it's very underrated. Eugenio Suarez, Ty France, Julio Rodriguez. These guys are like extremely, like, I don't know where these guys came out of, but the Mariners had a really good offense this season. And they brought in Luis Castillo at the trade deadline from the Cincinnati Reds to bolster their starting lineup. He became the the, uh, the ace of that staff. And game one, he comes out, puts his money where the mouth is, and 
4-0, he shuts out the Blue Jays. Um, honestly, like I can't really say much about it because he was just really good. He was really good. His pitches were he was dealing that night. Um, and uh, four nothing is you know, I, I think if if you're pitching, if I think if you keep it, your uh, the opposing team to four runs in a playoff game, I mean, you can't ask for too much more than that. I mean, if, yeah. especially like for the Blue Jays, they're a team built on offense. You need to expect that you know if you're gonna have to win, the offense is gonna have to put up five runs or more. I think it's fair enough to say that the offense well um, did not come up. Um, close enough in that game um, compared to the pitching. I think the pitching, you know, didn't do an amazing job, but it did enough. Game two. Uh, this is where the madness starts, right? So Robbie Ray, former Cy Young winner, won the Cy Young with the Blue Jays last season. He's making his return. And he gets absolutely rocked. Uh, is that an anomaly? Not really, because Robbie Ray admittedly regressed a significant amount this season. Mm. He is no longer, you know, the ace. Uh Arguably, he was never the ace. I mean, arguably, last year was the anomaly. And he played insanely well to on a contract year, and he got his money. Um, but he got absolutely rocked. The Blue Jays were up 8-1 at one point, and they, conti- they proceeded to squander it. Um, what went wrong? Uh, the offense certainly didn't go wrong, because if you score nine runs in a game, you're pretty happy with that. True. What did go wrong? Um, managerial decisions. Deciding to pull Gosman um, as early as they did in a situation where I think I think you still had a comfortable lead. You they were up eight uh, four. Gosman was not necessarily playing poorly. I think the four runs was kind of an unfair assessment of how well he was actually pitching, and I would have definitely let him finish out that inning. Uh, they pulled him in. Uh, they pulled him after five and uh, two thirds. I think he was pretty premature, and um, they ended up paying for it. The bullpen shits the bed. Um, you know, like, it's it's extremely tragic, but how the bullpen shits the bed, and then in, on top of all that, you have just defensive errors. You know, Bobachet trying to catch this, you know, blooper in center field. He had no business even trying to go all the way out there from shortstop. He let George Springer make the catch. Um, huge collision. I think a lot of people saw the highlight of that one. Um, George Springer makes that catch. They're out of the inning, honestly, and they probably win that game. Right? Um, bases were yeah. loaded, and True. the young the young shortstop just got really. I think I think he started to get nervous. I think, um, yeah, just trying to do more than you know they usually do. And I think you know it's fair enough, right? In in a, in a postseason like you know situation, sure. you feel compelled to be better than your usual self. Yeah, yeah. But this is a this is, you know, the, this is something that should be below the major league level on like troubleshooting. You should be able to know when to call your fly balls and when not yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, very true. And that's no matter how you can, you know, spin it, it is an error and it cost them the game. Uh, Blue Jays, you know, can't really say much more than like, you know, if you're down, if you're up 8 1 and you lose the game on home in, in your home turf with your season on the line. That is the definition of a choke job. The choked. Blue Jays choked. Choked it. They choked. Um, and who knows? I mean, next season they'll run it back. They got a young core, but I mean, it's uh, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to mourn for a bit. Okay. Uh, Phillies Braves, uh, the division series. Um, just gonna quickly go through the projections. Uh, Phillies won game one. They're not gonna beat the Braves. I don't think so. The Braves, I think, will. Yeah, 
Mm, um, I don't know, and, man. Very and, oh my gosh, what the hell just happened here? Well, I gotta watch what happened here because uh, the breaking news, right the now? Houston Astro... The Houston Astros just scored three in the bottom of the ninth Holy. to come back against the Seattle Mariners. That was 7-5 last time I checked. And they wow. just... So the Mariners get a taste of their own medicine, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and now if it wasn't clear, but if it wasn't any clearer before, I mean, the Astros are going to win the series now. That's, that's crushing. That is so crushing. The um, Seattle win probability at the, on, at the top of the seventh was 94%. That is, it's ninety four percent. I don't even want to know how high the Blue Jays was. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking, I'm looking. Bro, probably was ninety nine, greater than ninety nine. I'm looking right now. Oh God, I want to see. This. Oh God. Oh yes. When did it happen? Top of the bottom of the fourth. It was ninety two percent. Wolf. Wolf. Top of the sixth, it was. Assess top begin like end of the fifth. What about end of the fifth? Doesn't say. Only it. So, well, so at the point where Seattle got to five runs, it was still only. Oh, so they were down. They had like a two and a half percent chance to win before the sixth. Oh, God. Oh, God. There was a 97.5% chance for the Blue Jays to win. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you never gamble, okay? This is how families are broken apart. Holy um, shit. Wow. Honestly, like, honestly, Sana, I thought about it, though. Like, you know, maybe I should use, like, a, of course, a legal site to, like, maybe just throw in, like, $10 just to hedge. So I feel good about something. Yeah. I, like, sincerely thought about that. I mean, it also but, makes the games more fun. I mean, I mean, well, I would be betting against the Blue Jays, too. So, like... Oh, in know, that way. Oh, well, that makes yeah, it... Yeah, I, I wanted to hedge, exactly. That so, makes like, it I wanted to put it to something, like, like, you know, exactly. It's not fun at all, actually, because it's, it's very sad. conflicting. Because yeah. <laughs> you're going to... So, you're saying... You can either, you know, so, you're saying either you can feel good because your team won... Or you can feel less bad because you won some money. Correct. So you're a sellout. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, anyways, um, anyway. the Guardians and the Yankees. The Guardians and the Yankees. Um, the Yankees should win this one. I honestly don't believe in the Yankees starting pitching as much as a lot of people out there. Because yes, yeah, Nestor Cortez... Luis Severino and of course Garrett Cole. That is a good starting three. Uh, as good as that is, like I mean, have people looked around at some of the other pitching staffs that people have got going on? Like, there are a lot of good pitching staffs, and I'm not sure if like I really believe in Garrett Cole, who is like the American League version of Clayton Kershaw, as in he never shows up Ooh. in big games. All right, okay. Uh, okay. I I don't. I'm not in love with the Yankees starting pitching at all, and their really? bullpen. So you like which them is better. like. So you like Justin Bieber better than them? Shane Bieber. <laughs> Shane Bieber, yes. Uh, Shane Bieber is good. He had he played excellently. I mean, he was a big reason why they won the wildcard series. He's a shut up. I would take Shane Bieber over anybody in the Yankees 
start pitching. Yes, Ooh. I would. I would. In That the postseason, is, that I is would. hot. Yeah, in the postseason, I'd take Shane Bieber. Um, Padres, Dodgers. Um, really like the Padres. In fact, if I could choose for one team to win the entire thing this year, it would be the Padres. Oh. That's if I could if I could exercise my desires. Um, oh, unfortunately, okay. I cannot. Enough. I cannot exercise my desires. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dodgers are just too good. <laughs> the Dodgers are too damn good. Like, um, here's the thing, Andy. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Should the Dodgers and Yankees just be favorites like every year? The Yankees shouldn't be the favorites this year. The Astros are better than them. With the cheating or without the cheating? Astros as they are now. I, I, can, I cannot confirm nor deny that they are not cheating right now. But, but based on how the Astros are playing, they are better than the Yankees. Um, dude, they have like Justin Verlander. He's still somehow a Cy Young candidate. A Cy Young favorite. He's not even a candidate. He's a Cy Young favorite. Okay. Um... I hear you. Like their starting pitching is good. They still have Altuve, who's like you know not prime Altuve, but still good, like good enough Altuve. You know they have Bregman, they have um, Jordan Alvarez, who's like one of the best hitters I think in the American League, in my opinion. Mm. He's uh, the Astros are the Astros to me are comfortably the best team in the American League. They're in the stratosphere of like I would say the Dodgers in a tier by themselves right now, and then like. Tier below is like Braves and Astros Ching. to me. So, um, no, the and the Yankees are not in that tier. They're in the next tier. Damn. So, no, I don't think the Yankees should be the favorites every year. Absolutely not. Uh, they're and also just to mention, their bullpen this year for some reason doesn't look as good as it was last year. Although the personnel sh- hasn't really changed that much. Kind of embarrassing for the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, well, at the end of the day, like I mean. How many people were expecting the Yankees to come out with 100 wins this season? I mean, they were as close as you can get, yeah. But Yeah, it, it, I guess Aaron... You were at really, some point, yeah. like, they were, like, their win percentage was, like, 700 plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they have, you know... Are, I mean, you can argue that, that this is just regression to the mean, but... The you know, meme. I think, um, I, I think the Yankees, especially their starting pitching, is not quite up to the task as much as their offensive lineup is. And... You know, I think I think teams are going to strategize around Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. They're going to take him out of the game, and they're going to have to find a way to win without him. Because right, right. You know, it, this is the postseason, man. This is the postseason. You think people are scared of like walking Aaron Judge? Hell no, they'll Hell do that. No. Hell no. Um, it's going to be. In- I want to see how the Guardians approach it uh, this game. I think it's going to be a very good indicator of like what their intentions are. What are their intentions with Aaron Judge? Um, yeah. Are you going to marry him yeah, or not? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you going to take responsibility? <laughs> but in any case, um, so yeah, I think um, uh, Astros, uh, I think the Yankees will beat the Guardians, uh, Braves, and Dodgers. I actually have no underdog wins to report, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm that's going, unfortunate. I'm going uh, safe throughout. If, but I will say, though, if I had to give somebody yeah, an yeah. honorable mention, yeah, uh, hmm, the most likely underdog win. 
Well, it's really hard for me to not like try to like isolate myself from the fact that Philly's won game one. It's that really is, hard. That is a that is a hot one to go for. I'd say the Phillies now. Now I see the Phillies, but I know that's not fair that's because you know they're gonna have Wheeler and Nola starting again, and you know they could. They just need to win two more games. Yeah, and Nola but, and Wheeler will play two more times, but or, also or, or one more time each. Also, they just gave up how many runs was it? They gave up six runs. They gave up six runs with Wheeler, right? Was Wheeler start? No, Wheeler was not starting today. It wasn't Wheeler. It was Nola. Oh uh, no! It was a, uh, it was Ranger Suarez. That's their that's their number three. Well, like this oh, is what happens. Oh really? This is what happens. This is what happens if you if you don't have those guys playing. Oh yikes! The starting pitching, you know, and so like seven six is like you know what? That's reasonable. Seven six, you take that to the bank. Yeah, of course. All day, every you day. Take that, you, you you take that all day, any all day. All day, holy. Please. And so again. Wheeler and, Wheeler and Nola are starting one more time each in, the, in a best of five. In best so the, of five so the Braves each. choked it. I think this is a game that the Braves, yeah, really should have won. Yikes. Like, this is, this is like, you know, your easy matchup. This is your easy day. You're supposed to win these ones. Because now they've just made a meal out of it. Low key. So, not saying. Yikes. I still think they will win. But again, if I'm giving an honorable mention, it's the Phillies. Now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, before, before, I honestly would have said the Mariners. Um, because, I mean, their morale, of course, now it's like whatever morale they built up has been completely shot down. But their morale going into this game was good. Uh, into the series is good. Their lineup, I still think, is very strong. Uh, you know, and offense is... You know, offense is, you know, offense is offense. And I would have given them the honorable mention. But now, defense is defense. Defense is defense. Pitching is pitching. Um, and baseball they, is kind of, they kind of choked it, which is funny to see. But um, anyways, um, yeah, those are my projections for the division series. Hot damn. Um, once again, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, and Braves. Nothing surprising, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe the CS... You know the 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 conference series. I will feel a little bit more frisky. Sure, I really can't. There's I I can't come up with a good argument to go against the favorites. It's unfortunate. Um, let's move on. Uh, the NFL. What have we got this week, man? Um, I mean, there were a lot of games. Um, every team, nearly every, every team played. <laughs> nearly every team played. Football is football. Wins are wins, losses are losses. <laughs> I think I think the biggest story um coming from this week has been about roughing the passer, and this gets back to kind of just like the the way that the direction in which the NFL has been moving over the last let's call it ten to fifteen years, wherein it's because the NFL ultimately at the end of the day like. Like the league itself is there to it's there to make money. It's not there to like play football for the sake of playing football because they believe football is like an honorable sport that <laughs> that makes you a better man or 
something. I, I don't. I really don't know what other reason there would be that, that that you would have a National Football League other than to make money. So then, so then, under the assumption that you know you have the NFL and and the point is to make money, you want to make your games as entertaining as possible. So. And that's why it's, uh, certain things are the way that they are in the NFL, including the salary cap, including the draft, right? Those are all there in order to increase and encourage parity in the league so that there aren't always shitters and always winners. Instead, like there's a flip-flop of teams that are good, teams that are bad. Any team can win against any other team on any given week. That's kind of the concept around football because that makes it more entertaining. That makes it more fun. So then... At a certain point, the NFL thought, well, that's not enough. We, we need to make it even more fun than that. So, so, so they, they, all put their, they all put their brains together. They all put their brains together. All the, all the, all the 75-year-old white billionaire guys, they all got in a room, put their, put their heads together, and they're like, hmm, so what can make our games more, even more fun than they are now? And they all decided... That scoring touchdowns is more fun. It's more fun, which, yeah, it is more fun. It's not, like, good for the game of football, but it is more fun when there are more touchdowns. And so, with that concept in mind, um, the NFL started um, implementing more and more rules to help the offensive side of things. Um Things like they made defensive pass interference uh, more stringent. Things like roughing the passer more stringent. Um, so in a lot of ways, they made playing offense and exploiting defenses easier for NFL team um, than in the past. They made the game, uh, they made it so that you can't be as physical as you used to be able to be on defense um, when, when playing against other teams. So because of all of these rules and, and they just keep stacking on top of each other, it, we've come to a point uh, where playing defense is very hard in the NFL um, within the confines of all of the new rules that have been put in place. And one of those um, rules that have, have kind of come into question as of late and, and most specifically uh, this last week um, are roughing the passer calls. And so Roughing the passer, um, so roughing the passer happens when you you are going after the quarterback and you hit them late, like you hit them well after like the ball has come left their hand, so it's out of their position possession, and uh, the ref has to the in theory has to decide that. You didn't have like you didn't have enough like physical momentum for you to like be unable to stop yourself from making contact with the QB. That's like theoretically the the rules, um, but if you look at some of the calls, like a couple of the calls that were made in Week Five and have happened pretty frequently over the last couple of years, I mean they're just ridiculous roughing the passer calls. And the thing is. If roughing the passer call was like a five yard like small little penalty and like that was it, like they like people wouldn't wouldn't care as much, right? Um, but roughing the passer calls are fifteen yard penalties and give you give the offense an automatic first down. So it's a pretty like hefty penalty for having roughing the passer. 
and i believe the roughing the passer calls from like this last week weren't even from um from like late hits i believe like it was because like they were saying you were being literally too rough with the passer when you were tackling them at a point in time where they still had the ball and you should be able to tackle them they were like you're you're being too rough in your tackling and like if you look it's not it's like what do you want them to do like like hold them and and like slowly like lie them down on the ground like a baby like what <laughs> what do you want the, they're playing football like of course they're gonna fucking tackle them and throw them onto the ground and and and, and here's the thing that happens with every other player on the field but apparently we can't do that with quarterbacks because you know tom brady is 45 years old and he's going through a divorce and he's sad so you gotta lay him down like a babe with that <laughs> was that mean <laughs> i don't care <laughs> he is sad and he is going through a divorce yeah well, I, I, we, we can't know we we can't be sure if he's sad actually he is going through a divorce. listen i'm just spitting facts okay anyway uh, <laughs> so like it really coming um coming to the question of like how like how are you supposed to even tackle a quarterback then if you can't just like tackle him seemingly normally as you would any other player on the field um and and if it's the case where we're protecting the quarterback that much like have we gone too far in like are we even playing football anymore if you can't like make a tackle naturally like if you have to be so cognizant of how you are even getting a player down it that drastically impacts your play and here's the thing the biggest thing about nfl rule changes especially when it comes to things like safety and the, 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 and how to tackle and all of that or all of that stuff is that it trickles down right it trickles down from the nfl to college ball to high school ball because here's the thing sports football like many other sports like almost every other sport it, it, it's very like um muscle memory dependent like you're not at a certain point when you're throwing the ball catching the ball tackling a player like yeah there will be like certain things maybe that you're trying to remember technically but 90 percent of your motion comes from muscle memory of having done this motion particular action hundreds thousands of times since you were like a kid coming up and playing football but when like something changes then then that has to trickle all the way down to high school and when that doesn't happen is when you get and then they those those kids who never learned that rule get into high school they practice in high school and then play in college and they get into the nfl and then they're like well now you have to change the way that you tackle like that's very hard to adjust to when like that's what you've been doing every day for the last like 10 years of your life right um so anyway all this is to say that this roughing the passer bullshit it's like just, just let them play football god damn it it's like it's like what we say in the nba right in, in the postseason let them play basketball like if they're gonna be a little rough that's part of the game it's a sport like it's a physical sport let them play the game and i don't know that's my take you know what I think makes the games more entertaining than touchdowns? What? Interceptions. True. Let's be honest. True. The, that's way more entertaining. Like, True. a touchdown is, 
Especially a red zone touchdown. Like, come on. Like, that's like, that, that's it. it that's almost feels like an inevitable outcome almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first and goal. Like, first and goal. And like, you're five, five, you know, yards away from an end yeah. zone. You almost expect that it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A defensive stop, if anything, is more exciting than a touchdown at that point. What is, what is actually like, you know, what is actually entertaining is reversal. And so, the, the question is that how do you make interceptions more common? Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, what, you know what needs to happen? The defense should be able to implement two more players in an offensive side. So they have, but only in the secondary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> only in the secondary. <laughs> and you know what they're called? You know what they're called? Like I don't, I don't know what they're called, but their role is that they're not allowed to. Those two designated players cannot intentionally touch an offensive player. They can only get in lanes. So they're, so they're picks. Exactly. <laughs> they're pickers. They're pickers. Yes. They're pickers. They're yes, pickers. pickers. Pickers that just get in the lanes and they don't tackle. They don't push. They don't block. They can't do anything. Not to, be only a... not to be confused with kickers. Pickers. Pickers. Right. Yes. Pick... Not, not to be confused with kickers, but pickers. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways. Uh, anyways, what, what are your thoughts on the action um, this week? Yeah. Um, I mean. I mean. Let's see. I mean, we start Thursday night with. Maybe arguably the worst game of football ever played in the history of the NFL, where my Colts beat out the Broncos twelve to nine. Yeah, that's right. You heard that twelve to nine. And guess what? We went to overtime for that bitch. We went to overtime to score twelve points. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what a fucking embarrassment of a game. What an embarrassment of a team. Anyway, kickers got kickers got to eat. Kickers got to taste some glory in Jesus. that one. Christ, we're so bad, dude. Um, it was a kicker duel. Other, other, um, other notable games. The Giants somehow are four and one after beating the Packers. Holy smokes! Yeah, how did they beat the Packers? No one knows. Are they like kind of good? Um, maybe. I mean, I mean the Giants. I mean, we all. Yeah, know the I know. Um, are they kind of like good? Maybe they are. Don't you have Saquon on your team? Yeah, I do. I actually, Aren't you happy? Um, yeah, I don't oh, know. I'm very, very happy. I, I have been, I have been a stout Saquon supporter for fantasy football this year. Since, since we started all the analysis and all of that stuff, I've been a very, very stout, staunch supporter of, of Saquon, and I feel vindicated. I do. Do I think the Giants are good? <laughs> the jury's still out on that, but um. But Saquon is is popping off. Um, he's a little nicked up, but I think I think he's I think he's gonna be okay. Um, and yeah, very very happy with with how he's performing. I mean, damn, three teams in the NFC East with four one or better. It's classic NFC East. It's um either everyone is zero and five, or everyone is four and one. It's uh it's classic <laughs> NFC East. Yeah, it's just very fun. Uh, it's competitive no matter what. Exactly. Good or bad. They're all in it together. 
Um, what happened to the Jaguars, man? Um, they played really bad. There's really nowhere, no way else to put it. They just played really, really bad football. Um, Damian Pierce, twenty six carries. Damian Pierce, I believe he broke the record for. Uh, well, no. So I think he, since Pro Football Focus, um, who is like they're like the the main like advanced metrics um like site for football. Um, since they started tracking broken tackles, I believe he now holds the record for Holy most broken tackles in a game. Because if you watch that game, and, and I think you watched some of the highlights, yeah, it was like every fucking play he's breaking one, two, three tackles, and Jesus, they like could not tackle, which is surprising for the Jacksonville defense because they're big and fast. So like, You'd expect them to be able to tackle him, but Jesus Christ, like, he looked like Derrick Henry out there or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, he, he was, uh, he, he could not be stopped. And the fact that he was able to run it back 26 times, like, that's some volume. What a monster, dude. What an dude was not fatiguing. Monster. Absolute yeah. monster. Um, anyway, so then, yeah, you had that happen to the Jacksonville Jaguars where, and, but to be fair, like, this doesn't concern me, like, too much. Uh, I think um, Jacksonville and, and, frankly, a lot of, like, good, talented teams in the league um, have this tendency to kind of play down to the level of their opponents. Um, I, I think this, like, you see that it's a lot in sports. Um, and I, I, I frankly think that that's kind of what happened there. I think they kind of underestimated, um, how, how much of a fight the Texans could actually put up. Um, and I, I think that's what this, so I'm, I'm not super concerned. I am a little concerned because two weeks, two losses in a row sitting at two and three doesn't, doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence, but they're still a very, very talented team. And and you saw Trevor in those highlights, like he can throw. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't even score a single touchdown. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Um, let's see, what have we got after that? Um, notable things: the Bills just wrecked the Steelers. Oh yeah, that was that was a surgery. Absolutely, my God. Um. The Saints and the Seahawks had a shootout somehow. Um, the Eagles win a close one against the Cardinals, but remain undefeated after that win. That is a big win. Big result. Yes, definitely a big result um, against a, a dangerous team. And, and, and frankly, like probably the Eagles should have played better than they did. Um... And and it shouldn't have been as close as it got, but it, it, all of that is to say that like they did a good job of um like doing what they needed to do right to get the job done, and I think they've been good at doing that pretty much all season of of like you got to do what you got to do to get the job done, and 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 they've done a good job at doing it. so um. Uh, prof for the Eagles for that. Um, 
then you have yeah then you have the cowboys beating a a very disappointing rams team who can't seem to put it together like despite all of their talent um and I, I don't i don't exactly know what's going on um i frankly think that they need another wide receiver um Allen robinson just isn't cutting it and that's that's one place i was very wrong that's one place i was very wrong this uh this off season i thought Allen robinson would be, would be a great fit and that he would kind of um progress back to to top tier form but doesn't look good he looks at least a couple notches slower than um than he was in Chicago, and that's very, very. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, nothing really big. I, I guess, yeah, the Ravens Bengals game was was close. Um, and and the Chiefs had a big comeback, I believe, against the Raiders. I believe the the Raiders are the first team in history, I think, to. I think it's like. Hunt only twice in a game. Um, like score like four touchdowns. Um, not have any turnovers. Like all what of a this cherry game. pick stat, and then lose, and then lose. Like okay, they're the only team in history to like play a very good game and then lose the game. <laughs> a very good game in this fashion. <laughs> yes, like. But I mean, but it's like, it 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 does seem very unlikely. Where like, you're not losing the turnover battle, you scored multiple touchdowns. Like your scoring, your scoring efficiency is very good because you only had like two punts, and somehow you're still losing the game. Like, and the and the crazy thing is, like, this is exactly what I was talking about though. It's their defense that's fucking choking it. It's not McDaniel's. It's not his offense. His offense is good. His offense is like, isn't more than good. It, that's not the. It's clearly not the issue. Like if if anything is an indication of that, is this game that McDaniel's is not the issue. Now, does that mean that he's going to avoid getting put on the hot seat? No, because he is a head coach after all. Um, but yeah, I. I feel I I continue to say I feel bad for for McDaniel's. It's so sad. Didn't they try to go for like a two point conversion at the end and they just like botched it? Let's go for it. But like you can't uh, blame them for that. It's like I mean playing away, yeah. Yeah, and 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 against the Chiefs, um, you're like a coin flip away from losing if you like decide to kick it exactly you're exactly you're not you're <laughs> yeah. definitely not stopping Mahomes, who like scored what 20 he, i mean he scored 20 on you in the second half he yeah scored, the tides returning yeah yeah he scored 30 when the last three quarters so like yeah i don't know um it, it's a it's a it's a tough decision and i don't know like Unless something is just so egregious, I usually don't like question coaches' like decisions to go for it on fourth down or, or go for a two point conversion. Unless it's just like very obviously just dumb. Um, yeah. Because you know they, they 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 know their team better than 
than that we do at the end of the day. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. That was that. Power rankings. Yeah, let's do it. Um, oh, boy. This was really fucking hard. Well, I think I know who number one and number two is going to be. All right. Well, so let, let's go over the, the old list from, from two weeks ago, I believe. Um, I don't even remember it, man. So the old list from one through ten were the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Chefs, the Bucks, the Pac-Man, the Jags, the Rams, and then the Chargers. So that was two weeks ago. Today, I think we should start at number one because one through six, I'm pretty good with. One through six, I feel pretty strong about one through six. Um, and then from there, it was just a fucking shit show. I, I had no idea. It's <laughs> just like, I, I have to throw four names in here, but I don't know who. Um, all right, one through six. So one, the Eagles, the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL, the most physically dominant team in the NFL. Um, they're just a freight train. And I don't know who is going to stop them because the thing is they played bad against the Cardinals and they still won. So it would take them playing bad against a very, very good team to lose. And I don't know how many teams there are in the NFL that, that could, that could take advantage of that. So the Eagles, um, number one for me, number two, they're the Buffalo Bills, um, obviously, who just came out um, and, and, and smacked the Steelers. Um, they just fucking, they, they wrecked them. Um, it wasn't even, like, that wasn't even a game. That's like, that's like one of those games. You know, in, like, high school football or basketball, there are, like, huge, like, skill disparity gaps, like, between teams and then, like it's not even fun to watch the game. That's that's what this was. <laughs> they just came in there. Yeah, just it was a massacre. It was an absolute destruction. Um. Then you have number three, the the Kansas City Chiefs, who had an impressive comeback win uh, against the Raiders that we just talked about. Um, the Chiefs are sketchy at times, but the thing is, they have Mahomes and. The plays that Mahomes makes, the throws that he makes, are just unbelievable. And and it's not just that the throws themselves are unbelievable, but it's that the throws are so impactful. Like it's the combination of the two that makes him really special. Um, number four, I have the Ravens at at number four. I thought uh, it would be. Yeah, I thought they would be up there. Yeah, the, the the Ravens are their defense is still very suspect, but there's no way to stop Lamar Jackson. It's it, like the the two out of the top, or sorry, three out of the top four teams here: the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens. They just have unstoppable QBs, and this really speaks to the importance of having a good QB in the NFL is that, yes, the Eagles may not have the best QB in the world and, and they're undefeated and they look very, very good, but that's one out of the top four teams, right, um, who, who are able to do that. So, but once I finish my top six list, it'll, it'll kind of show the, the themes of how to build teams. So anyway, 
the Ravens at number four. And then number five, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, despite some of their struggles um, and maybe not looking as crisp as you would expect, are still very, very good. Um, they uh, their, their defense is very, very solid. And with now two running backs who are capable, um, very capable, Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, who is coming up, um, I think that adds another element to their offense that is, that is sorely needed um, as Tom Brady takes a, kind of another step back um, and they lean kind of more towards their defense and their run game. Um, and then at number six, we have the San Francisco 49ers, who I was down on because they obviously lost Trey Lance um, and then Jimmy G was, you know, Jimmy G. But as of late, you know, their defense looks extremely dominant, as you would expect, uh, which is very, very good because that's what's going to carry this team. Um, and so that kind of rounds out my top six. And, and you can see clearly that, like, it, there there are two different philosophies of how to build your team right they're the they're the build bills chiefs and ravens who have three unstoppable quarterbacks and and they and and the teams are kind of built around that um and then you have the eagles bucks and niners who have maybe like middling uh ish quarterbacks um to to greater and lesser extents um but really really stout defenses that play physically that are big um like there are not more physical teams than the eagles bucks niners um and maybe the jaguars but like those are like the most physical teams in the nfl um and so you're you're clearly seeing kind of at the, the cream of the crop showing two different philosophies of how you can build a top tier team in the nfl um so i i think that's super super interesting um and it's also interesting because the way that it's split the Eagles, Bucks, Niners, they're all in the NFC. The Ravers, Chiefs, Bills are all in the AFC. So the AFC has become kind of like this arms war of like, we need more weapons. We need more offense. We need to outscore them. And the NFC has become, we are going to outbruise you. We're going to outphysical you. We're going to outmaul you to win the game, which is, I think this is fantastic because not only do you get to see like the, the, the top of those philosophies, like come in the AFC championship and NFC championships games, but then you get like defense versus offense in the Super Bowl, which is like sick. Um, which like those make for like really interesting Super Bowls, um, in my opinion, but anyway, um, then you get to seven through 10 where I fucking struggled. Like I, I only feel good about like one of these teams probably here and that's at number seven and that's the dallas cowboys um who is and and i put them up there because of one when they get dak back they're gonna get better than they're already playing and two uh, they don't have to change their game plan much when dak comes back Keep running the ball. Keep smash-mouthing um, football. Keep playing good defense. That's, like, all you have to do. And that's what the Cowboys have been doing. Um, and surprise, surprise, they're another NFC team who is running the ball, playing smash-mouth football, defending very, very well. Um, the difference is that the Cowboys, they have this good defense, but then once they get Dak back, he's better than... Definitely better than Jimmy G. Better than Tom Brady at this point in his career. 
maybe he's on par with Jalen Hurts. So the Cowboys have to have this kind of um, ceiling that maybe they can approach. Uh, we'll see. They haven't been able to do that in the last five years. So um, we'll, we'll see how far they get. At number eight, I have the LA Chargers who, like, man, that team is so weird. It's like, I was so disappointed with the Chargers. And then they beat the Browns in like a close, like an impressive game this week. Um, and they sit at three and two, which is, you know, not bad. So I really don't know. What to say. Like, it doesn't feel good putting the Chargers up here because I know that they're only going to disappoint me. But it also doesn't feel right to not have them in the top 10 because they're three and two and very talented. Um, then at number nine, I have the Green Bay Packers. Who again it fits into this NFC mold? Bruising run game with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and a good offensive line, and then a very very stout defense. Um, big up front, uh, very stout um, cornerbacks in, in the secondary, um, fast linebackers. So they they fit this mold of of an elite NFC team. It's really all about oh man, like can Aaron Rodgers for more than 200 yards because it's it's not that i'm i'm questioning aaron Rodgers. i'm questioning like his his weapons like his weapons just aren't good enough for him to throw over 200 yards which is saying something when you're talking about one of you know the top five six best quarterbacks in in, in the game um that's how bad their weapons are that he can he can barely throw for 200 yards a game um Finally, number 10. Holy shit. I I really didn't know who to put here. Because, okay, so this is my, these are the candidates. The candidates were the Giants who, like, that just feels bad to put the Giants in the top 10. Like, <laughs> I don't believe it, all right? I don't believe it. I'm not Naruto. I don't believe it. Um, Then there are the Dolphins who, like, don't have a quarterback or a second quarterback. They're on like their third quarterback. They're like uh, and then they lost to the Jets 40 to 17. Like, Jesus Christ. There are they won't be on their like they won't they all get their quarterback though eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. They'll come back. But um yeah, they'll come back. They'll come back. But for right now, like right now, I'm I'm doing a power ranking for right now. And right now, they ain't it. Then you have the Vi- then you have the Vikings who like they're somehow four and one. But they're the luckiest motherfucking four and one team like in the NFL. Maybe. I mean, luckier than the New York Giants. See, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really decide who is luckier between the Vikings and the Giants. That's like they should have their own bowl, like of the we're the luckiest teams in the NFL kind of bowl game between the two of them. I really wish that that they play. Do they play at any point? They do. They do? Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, let's go. That's going to be a Poggers game. All right. Um, well, look forward to that to see who is truly the luckiest team in the NFL. Um, and then outside of that, watch you have both, the- Watch them both be like 12 and 2 or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll be very surprised if that's the case. I'll be very surprised if they're not playing for like a playoff berth. Anyway, 
Then there are the Rams, who, like, just look putrid. There are the Bengals, who look equally as putrid. There are the Cardinals, who are not good, and Kyler Murray, like, can't play well when there's, like, a new update for Call of Duty. And so... <laughs> what? It's true! So, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, I was left with the Jaguars, who I'm still high on. Listen, I'm still high on the Jaguars. This, this sounds so... Sauna, they lost... It's been two weeks. You had them in the lower echelon of the top five, and they lost two games, and you still have them there. Andy, 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 Andy. This Andy, is collusion, Andy. man. Andy, this, this is not... This is... You're not seeing the bigger picture here. You're not seeing the bigger picture here. I, I have to put them in the top 10. Because who do they play next week? Uh, who do they play? Let's see. Pull up the schedule. <laughs> I mean, what are you what are you insinuating? I mean, you think they're you're saying that they're gonna beat the Colts? No. I'm saying we're gonna beat them to get into the top ten, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> you see, it's all about the long con. It's all about the setup. You're just roasting the pig, you know, just like on the spit. <laughs> you're just roasting that thing, just getting it. Get ready. Oh my god. Listen, we're second in our division. Who do the Titans play next week? Uh, do the Titans have a bye next week? Ooh, the Titans have a bye next week. If we win, we could be first in the division next week. <laughs> <laughs> that feels wrong. It just feels wrong. It feels so wrong. It feels so wrong. But it's true. Three, two, one. The we're, Kobe, the, we're the leaders. And the week after that, we play the Titans. So we can really solidify the division after that. Oh my god. The hopium is real. The hopium is real. We could be the fourth seed. We could be the fourth seed. <laughs> I just... Sana, I, I just... How, how do you see the Colts beating the Jaguars right now? Like, what is the win condition? I don't see it. <laughs> The win condition. Matt Ryan just wakes up. No, the the win. We go nine versus. We go nine to nine again. And go to overtime and kick a field goal. That's the win condition. <laughs> Listen, the Jack, the Jacks proved that they could only score six points against the Texans. We tied with the Texans. The Jags lost to the tight to the Texans. By association, the associate to property. <laughs> Tra transitivity is, what, that what is it's it transitive property? The transitive property would suggest that the Colts are better than the Jaguars. You know they do this every year. Um, like uh, they. I, it must not have happened yet because they haven't released it. They do the like the the wheel of winning, where at 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 some week at any given week 
at, or some week in the NFL season, during the NFL regular season, there comes a point in time where you can create a circle of teams who have like beat another team, who have beat another team, who have beat another team, who have beat another team, and it just it completes a full circle of all 32 teams in the NFL. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it's a competitive league, and we've already seen so many upsets that I feel like we're, yeah. we should already be very close to being able to achieve that pattern. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Well, uh, so let's go over the uh, top 10 just one more time before I move on. Yeah, let's go over. Number one, the Eagles. Two, the Bills. Three, the Chefs. Four, the Ravens. Five, the Bucks. Six, the Niners. Seven, the Cowboys. Eight, the Chargers. Nine, the Pac-Man. And ten, Jacksonville Jaguars. Bet. All right, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big asterisk on that one. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Um. Let's talk about soccer. Well, let's first, you know, address the elephant in the room, man. And Bobby wants to leave. And I mean, I read that and I was like, I guess. So what? Like, <laughs> no, but like, Sana, like, like, he can say that, but there's like literally no way. Like, nobody can pay him that. Nobody can pay the wages. Literally. Someone can. He's getting, he's getting paid like 90 million a year. Andy. That's ridiculous. Listen, you have to have a certain kind of money to be able to pay that. Are you saying Mbappe to Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yes, kind of. But their name is Man City. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't see. No, but you're that. But, but, but I, just that's what you're saying, though, is no one can afford to pay him. So who's it going to be other than City? That's the only team that could pay him. Other than PSG, well, I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna happen at all. I think he's just at all. Put in PSG. So then what? Yeah. So then what? What's the point of him telling them that that he wants to leave? Get another raise? Maybe get another raise. I mean, Jesus. if you're the if you're the apparently most valuable asset in the entire market, I mean. Jesus. There is no ceiling to like what you can get away with. Oh my god. That is outrageous. If he gets that's outrageous. That's outrageous. I mean, he doesn't want to be a Saudi prince anymore. He wants to be a king. <laughs> I don't know, man. He wants to buy <laughs> his own country. <laughs> yeah. Um Jesus. I don't know. Like I, I think it's I think it's all smoke. Like there's nothing's gonna come out of it. Like Mbappe's just Mbappe's just being problematic. Real Madrid is not going to buy him. Man City's not going to try to buy him either. That's I mean, probably not, but that would be hot. That would. Be well, hot. Man City just bought Mbappe. Like that would be hot. I, it doesn't really change much. Like they're already the favorites to win everything. <laughs> yeah, but. They're but, like the, the, that's like that's like Kevin Durant joining the Golden State Warriors. Exactly, man. which is why why when they fail, it would be so much better. But we could like you know talk about how Pep is ass, and you know how. Sana, I mean, are are you willing to watch like more Manchester derbies where you guys get absolutely clapped for the glimmer of hope that we see them 
fail to win the Champions League? That happens League? anyway. That happens anyway. That's been happening for the last five years. But instead of 6-3, it might be 9-3 Listen, now. I'm desensitized to that now. <laughs> it means nothing to me. 6-3, 9-3? Doesn't matter to me. I love, so as long as we're in you um in a Champions League contention, I don't care if we have a minus two goal differential. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so you think he's gonna go to City? No, I don't. I don't think he's gonna get he's going to go to City. I think more you think if he does go somewhere, it is City. No, I think I think the most likely is actually Real. Wow. I actually think the most likely is Real. As in, like, Real somehow gets PSG to pay some of the wages? Or something, or something. Yeah, something happens. Or they sell some, or something. I don't know. Or maybe there's, like, a trade that goes down or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how, but it, it's not like Real, like, has no money either. It's like... and Yeah, Real desperately needs a face of the club. Exactly, they need that. Like, they can't be fucking... You know, hanging around Benzema forever. That guy, have you seen the hair on his head? There ain't much left. <laughs> there, he has hair on his head. <laughs> Does he? Does he? I actually don't know. I Does mean, he I feel hair like on he... his head left. He doesn't have hair. It's uh, it's receding, but he has hair. Oh uh, yeah, he does. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not completely bald. I don't know why I thought he was completely bald. But yeah, See, it's, it's, that's it's, how it's you imagine tough. him, though. It's getting there, though. It's getting there. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, without a doubt, like he's he's old. He's thirty four. Um, he's on the way out. Modric's on the way out. Cruz is also like past his prime now too. Yeah. Casemiro already left. Modric. Um, the only guy who's like you know, I guess the heir to the throne, so to speak, right now is actually Vinicius Junior. Yeah, it's Vinicius. Yeah. Which, in my opinion. Is not good enough for Real. I agree. I agree. He's like not he's very face of Real. He's very good. Don't get us wrong. Like he's a very good player. He's not Mbappe level. He's not Holland level. He's not Lewandowski, Ronaldo, Messi level, right? And that's the kind of that's the kind of caliber of player that a club like Real insists on having. Like they need that. Yeah, I think like Vinicius Junior could be a regular starter. He'll just mm-hmm. never be like the face of that club. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, it makes sense, but the wages are just so high. I don't know how do you get, how do you turn back from that? I don't know. Once I... you go, once you go full ninety million euros a year, like you, you don't go back. Like... Once you, once you go Mbappe, you don't go back. Which is yeah. weird because Real did. They got rid of him at some point. Oh. Well, okay. Let's 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 talk about Champions League. There was some action going on today. Uh, Maccabi Haifa, the Israeli team, taking down Juventus. Juventus is so disappointing. They're just dude. bad. Like, They're just bad. I feel like Juventus is like the like it's like the one super team that I even feel confident taking on any day. They're not even a super yeah. team, man. I mean, you know, historically speaking, I mean, they're a super. Um, they're a super old team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man City, after a red card, just Yikes. hang on against Copenhagen, zero zero. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, yeah, it's like yeah, you know, he's 
your your really young guy just you know just gets a red card and you know you're gonna you're gonna win the entire group anyways just And they just weren't come out of they there weren't with even a point playing Holland, right? <clears throat> no they Yeah. were like Yeah. they were like benching so many people Exactly, yeah. And like you're already at 10 points like you're getting out it's over. yeah they benched Foden <laughs> yeah, they yeah. benched uh Holland wasn't playing I don't they think had they were overly concerned with this game or even trying that hard to win. Yeah, and I don't think they should be either. Yeah. Um, Benfica holding a draw against PSG. PSG, on the other hand, was starting Mbappe and Neymar. That is not very... Uh... That's why he wants out. Yeah, that is not very comforting, for sure. It's not, Um... but also PSG also doesn't have to care because they have Juventus in their group. <laughs> They have no threats. it's dude, it's literally their retirement home. It's like we're playing against our retirement home. <laughs> Oh, very concerned. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, Dinamo I, Zagreb and Salzburg 1 1. dude, Dortmund actually. Sevilla 1 1. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea 2 0 against Milan after, Yikes. you know, Tamori. Uh, who was a former Chelsea player, just gets red-carded in the 18th minute. What is going on with the red cards today, just right? I have no idea. And, and, and that's a solid Milan team, too. So, <clears throat> impressive win. and Shakhtar Donetsk uh, versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid escaping with the draw. Antonio Rudiger scoring in uh, stoppage time to uh, draw, the, draw Real Madrid level 1-1. It was a really bad day for, like, you know, book favorites, Yeah, you know, yeah, all said. yeah. It was a really bad day, uh, except for Chelsea. True. Um, everybody else just could not get a result to for their life. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, this is a, this is shaping up to be like a, a more competitive group stage than I certainly thought going Sure. into it. A lot of nobody's really putting away the competition except, you know, Man City. Uh, of course, and Real Madrid's put away the competition, but every other group is kind of up for grabs, Yeah, I a want little to say. bit, a little bit, although, yeah. Maybe you could argue Napoli's got it in the bag and Bayern's got it in the bag, and I probably would, but, you know, Club But. Bruges is at nine points. Everybody else is at three. Yeah. Somehow, despite that, I still am not going to give Club Bruges the respect that they deserve. <laughs> like, like, I need to see you guys up like three points after like five games have been played. Like that's Dude, what they I need haven't to see. conceded a single goal in that group. I know it's ridiculous. They're playing out of their minds It's right fucking now, but insane. Also, can we talk about still, Barcelona? uh, yeah, they have been uh disappointing. But Bayern always had Barcelona's number for like quite some time now. True. Um, but yeah. Kind of a shocker against Inter. They should be beating Inter, I think. True. How do you feel about how do you feel about your team's chances? Um, I mean, Mighty as we were. sketchy to me. I mean, It looks mighty sketchy to me. well, they're gonna they're gonna invite over Andre Frankfurt um, to London tomorrow, and they just came off of playing in Frankfurt for the first uh, for their first meeting last week. That was a draw, And right? I can say that was a zero zero draw. Frankfurt sucks, dude. Like Frankfurt sucks. We suck. Frankfurt really sucks. Like we really need to beat these guys.
I'm not just saying Frankfurt sucks like out of like ignorance of me not having watched them at all. Like I've watched them. I've seen them in the Europa League as well. And I know like they're a lot worse this year. Like they suck. Like we need to beat them. There is oh, no excuse. My God. You know We should be beating Marseille. We should be beating everybody. We should be beating everybody and we're gonna come out of this group on top. Alright. If you insist. You know we're going to be... finish three win, four wins, one draw, one loss. I don't know. points to win the group. I don't know, Andy. I think it'd be very lit if Europa this season was Arsenal, United, Barcelona, Juventus, Tottenham, Liverpool. <laughs> Dude, how lit of a Europa League would that be? Make Europa League great again. <laughs> you know what I think? I think that Europa League would get better viewers. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that'd be, that'd be fucking lit. Dude, imagine all of those teams in Europa, which is not like, un, like unrealistic if you look at today's standings. I'm just, that, I'm just saying. Say I'm that. just saying. <laughs> Milan. Yeah. Milan. Throw Milan in there, dude. Throw Milan in there while you're at it. Ajax oh will take you too. Oh, and, and, and Sevilla, oh, who yeah, is like Sevilla. the perennial. They win the Europa League every freaking year they're in it. So Bring like... them all. Bring them all. <laughs> Bring them all. Bring everyone here. <laughs> Everybody get in. Holy no. shit. That'd be great. No, I, I no, I don't want to see that at all. Sorry. <laughs> I, it's a funny, it's a fun thought. I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean, I guess we could talk briefly about the EPL standings before moving on. Um it was a very I think of somewhat of a predictable week as in like if the champions league today was a very bad day for the favorites the premier league this past week was overall a good one um arsenal city tottenham chelsea united all coming out with wins the only um top six side coming out with an l was liverpool of course they fell to arsenal um, dude arsenal's looking really good uh, they are they're a threat they're they a, they're a true threat um, they are. still of course man city's gonna win the league but they could be second. It's like, like no joke. I mean, it's a weird year, right? Because we have the World Cup in the middle of the season. So anything can happen. There could be injuries. Oh, dude. The yeah. World Cup's like next month, isn't it? Yeah. Anything can happen. Oh, yeah. And literally anything can happen. So it, it's, it's going to be a weird season where you have in the middle, you have this huge international tournament where players can get injured. They can get out of form. Uh, teams can lose momentum. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season for sure well it's not gonna impact arsenal that much because gabriel jesus isn't even playing for brazil yikes that actually that could impact him you know break down his mental he's like not playing for this team but i'm as good as peter kim <laughs> that's, oh a shout out. that's a shout out that's a that's a shout out oh all right <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I, th I think standings didn't really change that much. No, uh, not really. It's 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 pretty much. Uh, we're we're on cruise control. I think. Um, I'm just I'm just like the only question I have remaining is when is Liverpool gonna join the top six? You know, when are they gonna? When are they joining the party? I mean, they're running late. Uh, once they sign, um, once they sign Mbappe. They're not signing Mbappe. <laughs> Um, let's move on to the NBA, man. Um, talk about the season preview. Um, what an interesting season this is going to be, um, starting next week. And uh, it was not a very, like, off-season. The off-season action wasn't as crazy as years past, for Mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real major moves. Kevin Durant was rumored to move at some point, and that never happened. So a lot of smoke, um, no real action. Uh, and as you expect, you know, the power rankings and people's projections haven't really changed that much uh, because of the fact that, you know,
Yeah, and I'm this team is just ass, man. And the thing yeah. is, the thing I, we talked about this, right? The thing is, like, it's gonna be ass for a while because we extended LeBron, and then he has to play with Bronny, so we have to see like 45 year old LeBron play with Bronny, probably like a G leaguer. And then... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> am I just? Am I... <laughs> What? I'm just saying in the way that it is. It is what it is. In actuality, yes. G Le- he's got G League and he's got daddy's buff, yes. He's got G League written all over him. <laughs> what do you mean? That guy is fucking, what's his name? The one ball that we don't know his name. He's that guy. Leangelo. <laughs> That, that should tell you enough about him that we don't know his name. He's the one ball that you don't know his name. All right. That should tell you enough. He's that guy. Anyway. Um, I mean, otherwise, everything seems like... Like, there just weren't, like, huge moves. So, it's... A lot of power rankings having Warriors winning. Do you agree? We're not winning, but... They have like the best. one. They're they're number one. No, I don't agree. It's the Bucks. I I don't understand. I don't mm. understand why it's the Warriors. It's the Bucks. If the if Chris Middleton was not was not injured last season, it was the Bucks. Like it was like un it was unquestioned that it was the Bucks. So like I I don't I don't I don't I don't know. Well, I think it's tight between them. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's tight. It's like it's like if if you use like the you know the Dragon Ball Z like scouting power levels like the Boston Celtics right they lost to the Warriors right yeah um and they beat the Bucks but the Bucks didn't have Middleton yeah right and so Bucks have Middleton you argue that they beat the Celtics but are they so much better than the Celtics that they in the in the Celtics place would change the outcome of the NBA Finals. I think there's an argument. Maybe, but I mean, they also that's, have... not, that's a lot of uh, that's a big swing you're giving to Middleton. That's for sure. It is, but it's just like it's also like the matchup. It's like who the fuck on the Warriors are gonna stop Giannis? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's no that's one. True. While while the Bucks have like Drew Holiday for for Curry, so like I'm not saying Holiday's gonna like ice like Curry, but still gonna have an impact on Curry. You're disrespecting Otto Porter a little bit too much, but okay. Whoa! Listen, <laughs> I give Otto Porter as much respect as he deserves, and that's none, okay? That's none respect. <laughs> 3 and D. You can never have enough of those guys. Three, you can never have enough 3 and D wings. In, I didn't see team. a lot of threes from Otto. I don't know. <laughs> Nine of threes, nine of D. <laughs> oh, only D from him. Only D from Otto. Um, but yeah, I just like who's that? Seriously though, who on the Warriors is gonna stop Giannis? There's not a single uh, player. No one. I mean, but we. Yeah. 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 No one. No. They they would fare worse than the Celtics. Exactly. You would think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you think the Bucks would have an easier time playing against you? You think the Bucks would fare much better against a Warriors team than, than the Celtics team this year? I think we're in this era where it's like when Shaq was at his peak, 
and playing in the NBA, wherein there's no one in the league who can stop Shaq, and that just makes whatever team he's on the best team. And that's Giannis. That's just the, he's the, he's the Shaq equivalent in today's NBA. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wow. And, and, and I don't say that with a light heart, let me tell you. Like, I hold Shaq in very high regard. Like, very high regard. Like, maybe the most dominant player ever. And so putting Giannis up there, you know, I, I don't say that lightly. He is an absolute monster. And in another life, it could have been the Milwaukee Lakers and he could have been on the Lakers. <laughs> I'm just fucking co-yumming right. over here. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we can take a look at this NBA offseason survey. Yeah, um, just real quick. That was responded to by coaches, scouts, and execs. I mean, let's look at some of these questions. Uh, who is the best player in the NBA right now? I mean, that's boring. I mean, you know, dude, the gone. first one was which team will win the finals? Oh, I think maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. The 2022-23 GM survey. Okay, well, what did they say about that? They said, number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. No questions asked. But interesting, number two is the Warriors. Number three, the Clappers. And then number four, the Celtics. Very That's a lot of respect to the Clippers. Which is So what's interesting here, though, is that Milwaukee Bucks, only 43% compared to, you know who it was last year? It was the Nets. At, 70, uh. at 72%, though. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny how that went. Um, Not good. Honestly, dude, I hope the Clippers win. You hope the Clappers hope win? The Clippers win? Yes, sir. I mean, yes, sir. <sighs> Paul George, John Wall with a ring. Part of me sounds like a good time to me. Part of me wants the Clappers to win, but if the Clappers win, it just makes putting Kawhi on like the top fifteen players of all time list like so much harder to do. So, like, I don't want to deal with that, so. <laughs> oh, like, 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 it becomes, like, a serious question. Yeah, it's or... like, like, he becomes, yeah, a, yeah, he, yeah. he becomes a top 15 player, but then, like, who do you take out? Like, that's a pain in the ass. Maybe he's a top 15 player. If he wins another he's one, he with is. so many teams. If he wins another one, he 100% has to be. That's three. Three teams where he was the best player on all three teams. That is, that is a pretty nice. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like that's pretty it. fucking nuts. Not yeah. many players, if any player. No, oh no, LeBron. Other than LeBron, can say that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who has done this? I was like, oh, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's done it. Um, Shaq hasn't done it. Uh, yeah, no, as the best player on that team, also. Mm. It, mm. See, it's very no one's done that shit. Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do, even do that on two teams, much less three teams. Well, I, I would also argue that you know, back in the day, like if you were if you were of that kind of caliber, you kind of stuck with the team. Yeah, for the most part, right? Until you were washed. So yeah. there was less moving That's around. True. Yeah, That's true. That's true. So it's true. True. But, but still, Clippers. Yeah. I, I want the Clippers to win very badly. You know. Jay, Jay Wall would deserves a ring. So does Paul George. Both of those guys. 
I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, MVP? You know what I'm seeing here? What, what, what? Um, sorry. What you you know what I'm seeing here? I see which team had the best offseason. And the this just goes to show you how like little happened. The Cavs? Uh, I see Boston Celtics. What the fuck? What did the, the Celtics Sixers? do? Nothing. Wait, like that's how little happened. Literally, what do they do? They brought in what? They brought in Malcolm Brogdon. Oh fuck! I forgot about Brogdon. Oh, Brogdon is pretty big, actually. Brogdon, Brogdon's pretty big. Okay, I accept that. I accept. No, but but, the fact that like they're saying the best Celtics are the best offseason based off of Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, yeah, it's a low bar. Really, it's a low bar. Yeah, but it is really though because it's just it was shitty. You know what I'm seeing here as. Also, a candidate, the Washington Wizards. They didn't do Jack. They signed Bradley Beal, yes. They signed him again. But that's it. Oh, I thought they sold their franchise. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, dude, that, that just goes to show you like how like little happened. Uh, yeah, it was Utah Jazz. Cool. The Utah Jazz, they're actually putting up there. And it I can just, see that because right. they really found a way to unload all their stuff and get what I would say is more than satisfactory return. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about the NBA. Do you have anything else? Um, I mean, there's like... I mean, there are a couple of interesting questions here. So, if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any NBA player, who would it be? Giannis. Yeah, Giannis at 55%, Luca at 45%, which suggests that those were the only two players that were voted for. Luca. And Luca's guess what? Good. Last year, Luca was actually number one. Wait, like, like we have to start a franchise based on anybody in the NBA? Yeah, and you have one player. We just take LeBron. I guess he's old. Oh, I have to take him as they are now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, I, okay, because then Doncic just got age going for him, actually, so. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think those two are good. John Morant. Eh, I wouldn't start it on a point guard unless it's like Doncic's level. Yeah. Okay. Um, which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Giannis. <laughs> Actually, this is a um, an overwhelming favorite with fifty-two percent of the vote. Oh, Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. Curry. Steph Curry, number one. Yeah, Curry's 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 a tough one. All right, this is fun. Top um the best starting five here. Who is the best point guard in the NBA? Curry. Yeah, at seventy two percent. Um, who is the best shooting guard in the NBA? Um, as you count as shooting guard, Don't just count as shooting guard. Kind of. See, he's he's a good one. Um, 
It's Bradley D. Beal. It's D. Book. <laughs> Come on, man. Stop being D-book such a homer. Yes, D. Book over Bradley, Bradley Beal. Did you watch last season? Did you watch last season? I I know, but it's not oh, as my. overwhelming. Is what I'm saying. Oh my god. Bradley Beal ain't even in the top three, son. Doncic is a weird case because he was second in point guard and second in shooting guard. And I think also, he's definitely got cannibalized. And there. also third in small forward. So. <laughs> small so, forward is Giannis, right? So that's interesting. Small forward. It, what? What? Giannis ain't no small forward. He could be. He ain't no small forward. You could even argue he's a point guard, man. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe point guard, but no, he's not a small four. He doesn't shoot threes. Power power forward, he's considered power forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay, small forward in that case, I would say mm. KD. KD. KD number one. Number yeah. two, my least favorite player, Jason Tatum. Number three, Luka Doncic, ahead of LeBron James. Wait, where's Kawhi? Number five. Oh wow. Yeah. Not a lot of not Dude, a lot. Doncic has a small forward over Kawhi. I know, right? Shit. It's fucking nuts. These a lot people, of a lot a lot of Doncic riders. These like, people fucking love Doncic. Like <laughs> Jesus. All right, I mean power forward is it's it's Giannis and and the thing is like it's like LeBron and KD are number one, number two and three, and that's it. That's the entire category. There's there's no like that's how dead the power forward position is though, right? Like these days. Like who's another Zion. good power forward? Yeah, I guess Zion. But he's not better than LeBron and KD. Um, uh, ain't no one. Yeah. Yeah. AD. And that best AD. center. So it's a beater. Uh, Jokic, but it actually wasn't that close. People were overwhelmingly saying Jokic, right? Yeah, 79% to the Joker. Hmm. I think a lot of GMs would like him because of his versatility. Yeah, uh, probably. That's probably true. Probably true. Um, the fact that he could, you know... Yeah, he, he can actually control a team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, best defensive player in the NBA. Hmm. Gobert? Giannis. Yeah, Gobert's Holy. actually yeah. Gobert's actually number three. Who's two? Uh yes, yes. Draymond? Yeah, it's Draymond. Which is kind of nuts. He's been at that echelon like for a while now, in my opinion. Yeah, who's the best perimeter oh. defender in the NBA though? Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Correct. 41%. Or uh, Kawhi Leonard, maybe. Mm-hmm. Andrew Holiday, McCall Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that's interesting? Who's the best head coach in the NBA? Mm, I mean, based on how the GMs have been answering questions, which is like... They are not afraid to live in the past. Greg Popovich. 
Eric Spolstra. Yeah, Spolstra, 52%. He also won this question last year as well. Who was Steve Kerr? Somehow five is Tyron Lu. Tyron Lu gets a lot of props, dude. For what? For didn't he? Didn't he have the whole LeBron thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not his biggest proponent, oh. but I'm just. I'm just saying. I've seen it. They say that. They say that Ty Lu makes the best in-game adjustments. Best. I guess. Okay. I, that's what they say. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna definitely be looking at looking more closely into Ty Lu as a coach when I watch. Yeah, his me too. Me too. After after seeing because this, I want to know what all this is about. Yeah, because me too. this is not a side that we knew about in his yep. Cleveland days when yep. he was a higher profile coach, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Interesting. I um, I guess when you're a head coach, well. When you're the assistant head coach to LeBron, you learn something. <laughs> it was like McDaniel, but it worked out. It's like Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I'm just spitting fire today. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um... Wait, wait, wait. This was super interesting. Which okay. active well, player? We're gonna do one more, and then we're gonna. Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Ooh, it's super interesting, right? Well, it's kind of a loaded question because there are some players um, that are already coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I think they didn't like. Um, they excluded him. Uh, oh, so he's not in. He's not in the top. Okay. I think so. He's a really smart player. And like good at teaching. These are very interesting. The top three, very interesting. Good player. Very, very interesting. Well. Hmm. Hmm. Chris Paul? You got it. Number one. Hot damn. Oh, okay. Chris okay. Paul, number one, 32%. Um, number two, you'll never guess. So I'll give you a chance on number three. <laughs> Uh, number two. Oh, must be like someone who's not even that good, but like just has a reputation. You'll never fucking guess number two. I forgot that he even existed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it a point guard? Um, no, no. I'm pretty sure this guy does not play point guard. What does he play? Um, he's a. Uh... I always thought of him as a three. It says he plays three and two. Oh, God. That's like so many people. <laughs> <laughs> He's a swing man. Um, Jesus Christ. Damn. The thing is, okay, okay, here, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. He's a swing man. But if anyone, like, and, and he's like a player that I forgot exists, remember? He's that kind of player, but he's still active, right? But if anyone Jared knew, Dudley or something? No, no, if anyone knew who he was, it'd be you. That's the hint. Jared Dudley? No. Jared Dudley does. He plays three and four. Probably, oh, yeah. I should know a three, two. You would know. Like, you would recognize this name immediately. Gilbert Arenas? And, and no, no. <laughs> an active player. And it has to be. 
like I only know of this player because of you. There. Okay. I I Otto gave you Porter that. Otto Porter Jr. No. <laughs> Otto, we just talked about Otto Porter. I could have forgotten he existed. But kind of similar. <laughs> uh, Martel Webster. Trevor Ariza. Come on, we know Ariza. Everyone knows Ariza. You're gonna you're gonna kick yourself when I tell you though. Wait, yeah, I'm thinking he's a Wizards player. Uh, or was at some point. But that's like everybody that's played the three for us. Ever. Yeah, so there's named them. I've named them all. Oh, you uh, have it. Rui Hachimura. No, you haven't named a very key player when John Wall was still good. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. Nope, that's one of them. In, in the same vein, in the same vein. Um, Troy Brown Jr. Nope. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to put you out of your misery. Okay, it's who is it? Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple? Garrett he's Temple. not a 3-2. He's not a 2-3, bro. He's not. He's a 3-2. He's a 1-2. Oh my god, Temple's a, a one two. Man. He's definitely a three two. He's straight up a two. He's Garrett definitely Temple. a three two. All right, I'm Garrett looking this up. Temple. I'm looking this up. Definitely a three two. Yeah, you're probably right. More. But he's like so close to a two, I, I, I almost don't consider him a three. While he was on Washington, he played two, 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 three. <laughs> I was gonna say Garrett Temple. I was gonna, but he was he was he was not in a position. Uh, but Garrett Temple is number two. Well, Garrett Temple as a head coach, oh, I believe it. But I'm just surprised that he was number two. I don't know. I don't know much about Garrett Temple. Oh, he's I, a smart, smart all player. I, all I know is that he defender? was on the Wizards yeah. when John Wall was on the Wizards. Correct. Correct. <laughs> You know, he later went to you know Sacramento, and you know he he did some things. Yes, and I forgot that he was even in the league. I would have thought he was dumb. Yeah, see, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Number three, CJ McCollum. Which Whoa. that's reasonable. He's been he's been like more vocal um, lately. I would have expected like someone like Mike Conley Jr. before CJ McCollum. Conley got a vote. Um, got some votes. As did Pat Bev. Uh, Brogdon, Jalen Brunson, Delavadova, Hodge, what? What? Draymond, Andre, Paul Lowry, TJ McConnell, Patty Mills, Rajon Rondo, Ish Smith. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think clearly these GMs know something that we don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. They very Growing clearly... Guys like Ish Smith. In the ring, like seriously, they must like, have like. I mean, there are things that you hear, right? Yeah, as a GM. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of Keep It One Hundred and Eleven. Um, as always, you know, stay tuned and you know, be on the lookout for more episodes. We talk about sports every single week. Uh, we're gonna sign out for this week. Until next time, keep it one hundred and eleven. All right, bye, guys.